the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Okay, welcome everybody. I um, scheduled uh, every month I do a couple couple pieces here and there, Daily Caller, Newsmax, whatnot, usually in regards to the, the, uh, the jobs report. Um, <laughs> it, it's almost silly uh, to some degree, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually bring this up. The, um, the revisions, the, the revisions are, are so off the charts. It, it's hard to even get your arms around that. The um, AD report reported that uh, U.S. companies added 475,000 jobs in February, which is more than expected. But they revised their January numbers from negative 301,000 to a 509,000 plus print. That's 800,000. How are you you guys doing your math there? Somebody want to show me your work, please. It's it's hard to get your arms around. So I gotta, I have to go on. I'm gonna have to comment on a jobs report, which is just. <laughs> I, I've said this for a long time. I've said this for a long time here on the program. Um, you just need to observe. You just need to observe. You just need to take a look around. Uh, I give you an example. Uh, I, I'm staying at a hotel last weekend in, in Providence, Rhode Island. And so until we stay at a regular basis and they, they have a coffee shop there in the, uh, in the, uh, lobby, nice coffee shop. And they had a bakery and they'd make little sandwiches, omelets and things like that. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They're making coffee. That's it. Hey, sign up. Don't have the workers. Can't open a kitchen. <laughs> Don't have the workers. Cannot open the kitchen. I see this all the time. I, I, I drive through I, you know, the normally hustling, bustling town right near where I live, Huntington, Long Island. There, there are days of the week where most of the restaurants are just shut down. Sunday evenings, Mondays, they don't have the workers. I am down in Florida. Down in Florida last week. I'm one of my favorite uh, Italian restaurants in Sarasota. And I, and I was actually looking forward to having a, uh, you know, thin crust, thin crust uh, pizza, the arugula and prosciutto, you know, a little mozzarella. I, 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 one of my favorites. Nah, no, no pizza guy today. No pizza guy today. And I, I talking to the waitress and she's like, we only have one. He works his tail. We only have one. He works his tail off. We got to give him a day off. <laughs> it was a Monday night, but I, I, guys, this—you know, this—that's the reality. That—that's what—that's what you can observe. It just let your eyes tell you, okay? Not so much what they're telling. It, it's almost like that. The you know, you walk outside, you walk outside, and it's it's raining on your head. Yet you uh, you, you turn on the weather and the weather port. The, the weatherman tells you it's beautiful and sunny outside. Come on, man. Come on, stop already. Anyway, uh, it's got a, a bit of a program note. Um, the big um, big show this weekend, 
big terrestrial radio show this weekend, which we also podcast as well. Uh, I, I am going to be spending some time looking at um, various various different past crises um, and the idea that, um, well, I've got one chart here that, that I put together. It's, you know, war times in the stock market. And this is going back to the, uh, it's going back to 1928. And you, you kind of look and you, you see how many wars actually occurred. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, things people don't even think about, you know, the, the, the Italian-Ethiopian War, the Sino-Japanese War, Spanish Civil War, Greek Civil War, Algerian War, Arab-Israeli War, Afghan War, 1978, uh, Bosnian Conflict, 1990. You go, you go on and on and on and on and on. One war after one conflict after another, and you take a look at uh, the market keep sprawling along the the idea out there and i've seen several that the several pundits out there that are at this time it's different really really it's 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 all of a sudden different now all of a sudden different now i explain to me this based upon human history uh let me also take a look at you know various different crisis situations and um got things going back uh, you know, myriad different times. You know, you know we'll, I'll pick a couple here. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll pick the uh, John F. Kennedy being assassinated. Um, the market was down 3% that day. And it took, uh, it took five days for it to get back to where it was. That's the President of the United States being killed. Um, President Reagan being shot. Mark was down 2.1%. Took uh, 19 days for it to come back. It, look at some of the bigger ones, ones that we've covered here on the program. One of the major ones was in the late 1990s during the dot-com run-up was the um, Asian currency crisis. And you got old Chabol and all the various different connected families and businesses all over Asia. And the, uh, the market, market lost, uh, lost over 11%. 11%. It returned back to where it was in 45 days. 45 days. And, the, you know, the bull market continued for another, you know, what, a little over two years, 45% return over that period of time. You know, sometimes it, it, it's taken longer than others, there's no doubt about it. But the reality of the situation, again, something that we're going to spend a great deal of time talking about this weekend, in, in what we do. What we do here at Markowski Investments and the Watchdog on Wall Street show, uh, I don't buy stocks. I don't look at it that way. Neither should you. Neither, neither should you. I buy businesses. I buy businesses. And when I buy a business, there's a myriad of different things that we look at. And one of the great things in buying businesses through a market, through a stock market, it gives you the opportunity for very, very fast liquidity if you need it. Or if you make a mistake or you change your mind, you can get out lickety split. It's obviously very different from real estate and other privately held businesses. But I, I look at things in the exact same way. And a little bit different in the sense that if I was buying a business to, you know, to take over that maybe I was going to run um, then you know, obviously wouldn't be so important, the existing people and the existing management. You know, in a situation like this, yes, it's very, very important. 
Very, very important to uh, pick good management and have a good CEO. But that's, that's what it is. Think of things as buying businesses. Speaking of uh, well-run businesses, again, this is smart. This is smart. It's, it's the ability to be nimble. Amazon is uh, shutting down its physical bookstores. And I, I do think that they, uh, they use these physical bookstores and some of these pop-up stores and what they called four-star stores as kind of like, ah, we're trying some stuff out here. Because again, they can. They can. So what, what's going to happen? You're talking about 68 stores around the, uh, here in the United States and also the UK. Um, they're shutting down, but they're not leaving retail altogether. They've got these new clothing stores that they're trying out uh, where it's going to be, uh, you know, somewhat of like, it's like an influencer based fashion places. And of course, you know, they're, they've, they own Whole Foods. They own Whole Foods, Amazon Fresh, Amazon Go. And again, they like to talk to Amazon style stores, which is the, the, uh, the new thing that they've got going on. Again, when you're able to turn on a dime and say, you know what? We made a mistake here. Let's move on from that mistake. That most certainly is a step in the right direction. Again, it's kudos. Kudos to Amazon. Most retail out there, they're, they're, not, they're not capable. They're not capable of doing what is necessary. What do I mean by that? I, I, would, I would talk about this on the program. It's to limited brands there and Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret, I, I, where you, you, could, well, you could throw a rock. You could throw a rock. You don't even have to, not even hit a golf ball. I mean, you could throw a rock or a football, and you could hit from one Victoria's Secret store to hit another one in Manhattan for a period of time. And for the life of me, I'm like, who the hell thought that this was a good idea? Well, again, um, CEO wasn't too smart. Uh, at the time, it was overdoing things. Wexler Plus was getting all the money in the world from Wall Street that was pushing him to do this along with his McKinsey consultants that were all wrong. You're overdoing it. You're overdoing it. You don't have to have that many locations, especially in a, today's day and age where, you know, guess what? Guess what? You, you, well, you know, you can order stuff online. How about that? You know, I, I, I just actually had this happen recently. Was uh, well, in Florida, my wife, you know, saw a shirt at, at uh, Nordstrom's. Thing. Chris, you're going to like this. Text me a picture. Oh, I don't have it in my size, but I like the shirt. Okay, no problem. We have the size. We'll ship it to your house. Okay, the, the ability to be flexible, to be nimble, to adjust to the terrain is important. And when you have businesses and you have CEOs that, that can't do that, that's enormously problematic. When they, have to, when they go all in on something and then they can't pull back from that, it's not a good situation. We talk about this in some of the department stores. Retail I always find fascinating. Again, I, you can look at things and businesses and see what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, the Saks Fifth Avenue store, the highest performing Saks Fifth Avenue store in the country was one of their smallest stores, was one of their smallest stores 
it was in uh, this it was this mall, the small mall in it was actually in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, again, there wasn't a lot as far as that type of quality in the, the close vicinity to compare, but the footprint wasn't very big. The footprint was small. And based upon the amount of sales they had per square foot, it was off the charts. And again, isn't that what matters? Hey, I, I'll move on from retail. I can talk about business and building businesses and stupid Wall Street guys and idiot CEOs. I can do it for hours. A lot of fun. But uh, uh, I, I got to talk about this. I, I have um, some some online debates with various different uh, people. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call them super Trumpsters, but the people that were none too happy with my position when it came to the frickin' border wall. Okay? I know. I know. I, I, to build that wall, and we're gonna have Mexico build it! And oh, I'm like, I get emails from people, well, look at the wall that Israel's got! And I'm like, yeah, um, it's also militarized uh it's not just a wall in of itself there are people patrolling that wall and there are guard towers and a myriad of other things we weren't going to do that we weren't going to do that and just as i expected just as i foretold here on the program what's happening to trump's wall his big beautiful steel wall Mexican drug smugglers have sawed through segments of the border wall 3,272 times over the past three years. We have spent $2.6 million to repair the breaches during the 2019 to 2021 fiscal years. Um, listen. Um, again, smuggling gang, gangs typically cut the barrier with inexpensive power tools widely available at retail hardware stores, including angle grinders and demolition saws. Once the 18 to 30 foot tall bullards are severed near the ground, their only remaining point of attachment is at the top of the structure, leaving the steel beam dangling in the air. It easily swings open with a push, creating a gap wide enough for people and narcotics to pass through. No shit. Honestly, you gotta, these, these Mexican drug lords here, these cartel guys, they must look at us like we are the biggest bunch of freaking idiots on the planet. Now, I, 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 am, I am Mexican drug lord. I am Mexican drug lord, and I, I see you put this wall up. I see you put this, this, this wall up that I can cut through with... Tools that I can buy at the Tijuana Home Depot. And you don't have any border agents on that side of the wall because you have a wall up. Uh, yeah, I'm going there. What, what, what would I rather deal with? Go with the area that doesn't have a wall that I might have to deal with border agents or go to the area that has the wall, cut it through with power tools and go through unabated. You tell me. I mean, you can even take a look at it. Oh, look at the Great Wall of China. Yeah, take a look at that. There's a guard tower. That wall was, was designed to, to slow the progress of the Mongolians so then you could shoot at them. We were never going to build a wall and militarize it and shoot at people. 
So what's the point? There is none. There is none. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, you're wall people. You're out of your mind. Unless you're willing to do it a certain way, which we are completely unwilling to do. You want to keep humans from coming into the country? Real simple. You cannot work here. You force e-verify. You, you, you enforce it. You enforce e-verify and you don't give any handouts and giveaways. Yeah, it's funny. They have, let me see this. Give an Italian example. Um, you'll be, uh, if you're, let's just say if you're walking around in Venice or Florence, um, from time to time, you'll, you'll, see, uh, you'll see people setting up with these uh, fake uh, designer bags on the street and they're selling them. And it's a little lookouts there. It's kind of like a Canal Street in New York City in some of the areas. They've kind of cracked down, uh, down on that. But in Italy, too, you know, they'll have the various different cops that will come and break up those uh, various different things. But again, it's, it's not like that. if you are legal, you can get a job, a real job anywhere. You, ha- you have to get by by doing something like that. If it's, you make it difficult for people to work here in the United States and you make it impossible for them to get any sort of government aid, I, I think it might prevent that. Drugs, on the other hand, that's a whole other thing. That's, that's a whole nother thing, okay? And we have been doing the same thing over and over again for decades, and it hasn't worked. It worked. I, I, try, try as you might there. You know, take a look at the price of drugs, okay? 100,000 100, 100, plus people died. It's gotten worse. It's gotten, we, our war on drugs... Our war on drugs has gotten worse. The outcome has become worse. Again, the height of the cocaine, crack cocaine epidemic, 10,000 deaths. We're at over 100,000 now. Okay. Uh, change my mind. Okay, try. Go, go, you, you super wall people out there, you think the walls are great. I change my mind. Okay? Based upon just the facts on the ground. Because we're not going to put the, I know I'd like to, we're not going to put the military, not going to happen. Not going to happen. You know it, and I know it. We're we're too busy stationing troops all over the world. Anyway, it was great. Uh, Ron DeSantis was at uh, University of South Florida, and uh, he turned to students who were directly behind him and asked them to take off their face masks, calling it ridiculous theater. You don't have to wear those masks, DeSantis said. I mean, please take them off. Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we've got to stop with this COVID theater. Yep, we do. Yes, siree. I'm sick and tired of seeing it. It annoys me. It does. Again, it challenges me at church. Church yesterday, and um, still a bunch of people wearing masks, kids wearing masks. And yeah, it, it, it challenges me to be calm. You know, it, it, it does. It's my, I've got to have that, uh, what would Jesus do thing? Don't think bad thoughts. Don't ridicule in your mind. Just, just let it go. Let it go. We all see it. We also just let it go. But the funny thing was that DeSantis down there in Florida, um, was, 
this lady, this little mother of one of the kids, one of the kids took his mask off that was standing by him. She got upset because DeSantis told them to take their masks off and she got upset and she wasn't wearing one. I, I, you know, I, never, never, ever underestimate the ability for left-wing lunatics to do stupid things. Never, never. It, it knows, knows no bounds. Um, so for right now, again, you know, everybody, you guys can get all the information that, that I have. I'm collecting as much as I can. Uh, Russian forces advanced in southern Ukraine. There are some ceasefire talks that are uh, looking to occur today. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how Putin's going to walk this back. Um, I don't. It doesn't seem like, and New York Times had that today in, in their, one of their editorials. It doesn't seem like he has a plan B here. He's so utterly convinced, kind of like the United States, kind of like George W. Bush and Donald and Condoleezza and Dick Cheney and the whole gang there. They didn't have a plan B for Afghanistan and Iraq. What if? What if the Iraqis are not so thrilled with us occupying their country? Hmm. What do we do then? Surge. Another surge. That's great. That's great. Afghanistan. Oh, they're not too thrilled. These these guys weighed us out in caves. We didn't have have any plan B. And it's like... It's looking like Russia doesn't have any either when it comes to this. Certain convoys are bogged down. You talk about a a complete and utter arrogant miscalculation. I'm shocked by this, quite frankly. Putin had a lot of nice chess moves when it came to the lead up to this from funding all the environmental groups across Europe, convincing them to shut down their nuclear power plants and rely on Mother Russia for their energy needs. But, you know, they're obviously having some supply chain problems. And now all across the world, they are targeting the uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous of Russia. And again, their lifestyles of the rich and famous is a whole nother level than ours for the most part. I I learned this yesterday. Ten percent of the world's mega yachts, 10 percent are owned by Russians. And a bunch of them, they're all steaming off, I guess, to the Indian Ocean. But two have been seized. The German government seized one. $600 $600 million yacht, $600 million boat. I, I, I think about it, I said, I wonder what just the operating cost for that is. Could you imagine what the operating cost for a $600 million boat are just for a day? Fuel and staff and everything that goes along with that. And, and the, the French, they seized a, another boat as well. And uh, I guess, you know, people around the globe, they're looking to see some of these Assets, and um, again, maybe some pushback from some of Putin's buddies. But again, they all agreed. They all they cut a deal with Putin back in the day. They said, we, 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 we agree with everything that you do, and we stay out of politics. That was the deal. That was the deal. You know, they, they don't get involved in politics. They agree with whatever he says, and uh, they get to get rich beyond their wildest dreams. And for them, it was probably a good trade-off, was it not? Yeah. Senior Biden administration officials are preparing to dramatically expand the number of Russian oligarchs subject to U.S. sanctions. Um, they have property all over the world. I, I don't know how that's going to sit 
right? Now, not to ma- I can imagine the amount of apartments they have on Billionaire's Row in Manhattan there. Uh, it's a place to park money. Um, I know, you know, a couple properties out here on Long Island. One of them is kind of untouchable because it's tied to their UN mission. But yeah, yeah, I'm sh- Miami, Miami, uh, New York. Uh, there's got to be a ton of assets that can be seized. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You got to find a buyer for them, though. You can seize them, but again, these are these 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 things are, are pieces of property that move that quick. So, who knows what they're going to be able to do with them? Um, this side of the state of Illinois, you know, again, um, I am shocked. I am shocked that there's gambling at this establishment. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. Racketeering, conspiracy, bribery, wire fraud, extortion, 22 count indictment. Um, he was, she was just voted out by the uh, Democratic Party caucus. He was the longest serving state house speaker. Hey, you get this crooked crap that goes on everywhere. It's the same thing here in New York. I think he just died. Sheldon Silver. And it's just, it's big party old school politics guy was buddies with the, the mayor and the daily family. I can't, but I, I look at it this way. Okay. All right. You caught the guy and I, the, the, all these politicians, they just assume that they're not going to get caught. They're not going to get caught. How, how old is he now? He's 79 years old, 79 years old. I, yeah, I, He's charged with this. Do you understand that he knows that this thing will be dragged on? He'll never, he'll never see a jail cell. He'll never see a jail cell. Oh my God, they'll put this on. You know, he might, might show up with, uh, <laughs> show up with some sort of ailment. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you kidding me? 79, oh, you got him now? Yeah, they, they, they put it, they, I'm, I'm almost, they probably put forward this stuff now. Just so, you know, uh, well, we got to do something. And uh, if we do it now, he's, you know, he's never going to go to jail. And he'll just, you know, hang out in Florida for the rest of his life. Do you, do you think I'm wrong? Um, this I, I wanted to touch on. And again, this is a little disgusting. I saw this story um, a couple days ago. Um, there's a lady minding her own business, um, waiting for subway in New York. Some whack job, some whack job comes up and takes a bag of his own feces, throws it in her face and rubs it into her hair. I'm not, I'm not making this up, not making this up. And this is I welcome to New York. Um, he was caught. He was caught. Um, it's caught uh, after the arrest. Um, he made light of the attack, quipping to the cops. I'm not making this up. Shit happens. Ha ha. This is a shitty situation. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prior to his appearance before the judge, he was in the holding cell grumbling. Why am I still here? I'm blanking tired of it. I'm hungry. Uh, then he, uh, he basically, he told the judge to F off. 
in this case. Now, again, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I long for, I miss the days. I do. I'm sorry. You can call me some sort of uh, Neanderthal. Long for the days, if anything like this had happened, you would have gotten the shit beat out of you by a bunch of nightsticks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's just certain things out there where you just, you know, they need to be dealt with. Deal with it. Deal with this needs to be dealt with. But no, no. Guess what? And this guy has a massive rap sheet. He just recently, over the past couple of months, he has assaulted three, four people, punched a bus driver in the head, all these people. Out. They had to let him go. Bail reform, New York. Bail reform, New York. He was let go. This guy was let back on to the streets. Now, New York has either got to change its ways and the way it does things here and get rid of bail reform law, or they need vigilantes. No, New York needs New York needs the bloody back, Batman. They either need I'm going to do some comic book references or Batman references. They either need Raja Ghoul to basically tear the city apart, or they need Batman to save it. Where you need vigilantes. I, I won't go back into the. I will not go back into the city. Okay, I'm not unless I, I'm. I got to get my. I got to get my telescopic nightstick. I, and they're illegal. Illegal in the city, right? See somebody, I beat the shit out of him. I remember that scene, and I know I'm sub-referencing Pulp Fiction. It was, you know, you had these two arch enemies. You had Bruce Willis and and Marcellus Wallace, Ving Rhames' character, and something god awful. Okay, you got to see the movie was happening to Ving Rhames by these disgusting perverts. And even though Bruce Will, they were both captured by these disgusting perverts. I mean, it was as creepy as creepy could be. Bruce Willis went back, grabbed the sword because he couldn't let that stand. I remember Marcellus Wallace's line. He said, uh, <laughs> beating him down, say what I call, call some brothers up and have him go medieval on his ass when he came back. But anyway. Yeah, I need a little bit of that from time to time. Sorry, sorry. Call me Neanderthal, Chromat, whatever it may be. It's just my belief system. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Have a good one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.